Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Well, hello and welcome to Get Celebritized, my brand new podcast that is also streamlining here on Facebook and YouTube and E360 TV and on so many wonderful platforms. And if you haven't heard this show yet, you may not know that I'm Araya McGarry, your host, and I put this show together to give especially entrepreneurs secret sauces to how to become successful in their industry. And I bring on amazing guests that have done just that. They have made it from one place to the top and in between, that dash in between from going from who they are to, wow, look at them now. There's a dash in between, and I love being, bringing guests on for you guys to listen to about how they did it, that inside scoop. Was it somebody they met that helped them get that break? Was it that, oh, I've got to have that face. Get me that face. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're totally famous in their industry. Might not have been that easy. Maybe they had some struggles along the way. Maybe illness hit. Maybe, you know, divorces. Anything can happen in this life. So I bring on lots of variety of people that are successful in what they do, and they come in and they talk to you about how they did it, what went right, what went wrong, and some fun, happy memories and some maybe sad memories. So we have the whole gamut going on here. And tonight is no exception. Actually, tonight is a wonderful evening because I have two guests on tonight, and they are a team. And we're going to talk about how they collaborate. And I want you to write down the word collaboration because it is one of my key points tonight about how you can get with other people and become bigger, better, faster, more successful if you team up and collaborate. And my guests tonight are a wonderful, wonderful example of partnership. So without any further ado, my, my guest tonight is Hunt Etheridge. He's an award-winning international dating and relationship expert with over a decade and a half of expertise, helping people become the best and most dateable versions of themselves. And with him, right along with him, is none other than Carmelia Ray. You may have heard of Carmelia because she is an international acclaimed matchmaker, a global TV personality, almost 58,000 followers right now on Clubhouse, and Clubhouse is new, oh my gosh, over tw about 29,000 followers on Instagram. She's been in Cosmo, Netflix, The Hollywood Reporter, Elle Magazine, MTV, CNN, oh my gosh, not enough time to say all the places she's been seen on. So let me bring them on to you, because you need to hear from these amazing, amazing entrepreneurs. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Hello. Oh, guys. Glad to be Welcome. Here. Thank you. So I am 
I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so honored. You know, in case everybody doesn't know, there's some good stuff going on over on Clubhouse. You know, we all should be, they should pay us for the advertisement we do because I wouldn't know y'all if it wasn't for Clubhouse. And it seems like we've been friends forever because we've been listening to each other speak on that platform. And tonight's the first night we're really getting together visually. So welcome. Thank you. And yeah, I, I agree. If you're not on Clubhouse, follow us there. We've made some incredible connections. And, you know, Hunt and I collaborate a lot. And Aria, it's been great to get to know you and have you share stages with us. So we're very honored to be here. Oh, thank you. Now, you and I got a chance to do a little Zoom call a couple of weeks ago, so we cheated yeah. to know each other. Yeah, that was, that's fun. Like, I, but like the same thing as you, we just just like to check in with people and see who they are and see what they're working on and see how we can help and, like you said, like and collaborate and see how we can help each other along the way. So. I just love people, so I'm just excited I get to talk to you live again. I am too, I am too. And I really want the community to know that it is so, the, the, the going word over in Clubhouse that's in action is collaborate. I've never collaborated so much in my life. I've never met so many people from all around the world. I mean, I have coaches now in the UK. I'm, tonight I'm speaking at 11 p.m. on a stage in Australia. And I'll probably be up half the night because, you know, they're already tomorrow. So it's funny when I was booking that. Well, you'll be at this time tonight, but it's really tomorrow. But then don't forget, then it's the time change. So it's today, but it's there tomorrow. But it's all good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just tell me what time Eastern time and I'll be there. So where else would I be able to do that and be in a totally different country and a totally different day and be speaking on a stage? That's what Clubhouse does. So without that, y'all just need to know, just check in, follow us on Clubhouse for sure. And Instagram is connected to that. So find us on Instagram. But I want to know more about y'all's how your beginnings, because I know you are such a success right now. So if Camille, if you'll start, give us a couple of snippets of where you are now, like some of those, I'm giving you permission to brag about <laughs> where you are, what you've done, so the entrepreneurs can say, wow, that is yeah. what I, I want that. And then we're going to go backwards and talk to Hunt with you as well on where it all started. Well, I really uh, pride myself now on being a serial entrepreneur. I had worked many, many years in the dating industry, so I have worked as uh, an employee for dating companies. I know Aurea, I discovered you had you had been or had some success on a dating with a dating company. Oh yeah. So I entered my um, entrepreneurship journey in 2010. So in 2010, I had taken the experience, sort of hit the ceiling of where I was in my business and in my career and met my current, one of my other business partners who said, you know what, you're so good at what you do. Why don't you just do this on your own? I had made, such a success for the company as I'd worked with, mm. it never dawned on me because, you know, when you're used to like having that stability and a paycheck and a mortgage and kids, you're like, entrepreneurship was so scary. But I made that decision and now where I am today, I've appeared, as you mentioned, um, in almost every major news outlet, print, TV, radio. I did do four years of my own show, Mom versus Matchmaker. It's a reality TV dating show, um, which won a number of awards in the reality space. I was named the 2020 Best uh, Dating Coach, uh, according to the iDate Awards. I won multiple awards for, and had a lot of acknowledgement for my work in the dating industry. I am a go-to media expert for a lot of things around dating during the pandemic. In a three-month period, I appeared in, I don't know, 351 TV segments across, you know, Canada and the USA. 
I am based actually in Toronto, but I had more press than I can count because, you know, dating in the pandemic was difficult. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my collaboration with Hunt, we, we with our one of our other founders, Michelle G, we launched the Matchmaking Academy, which is a sales, marketing and media school for love professionals because we want to teach other people in the industry how to become a success in their own right. And we want to help people in the love industry, help other people. So that's where I met. I consult for a lot of dating companies. I was invited to the Match.com headquarters. So I can go on and on. Oh, my God, I love it. Thank you for allowing me to brag. (laughs) I gave her permission to say that. So she is not bragging. I said, tell us the goods. Yes. The listeners want to know. But you said something. I hope everybody really heard that. You talked about now you're teaching other matchmakers. So instead of it being competition, you said, let me help them be better. Because face it, you can't handle the entire world. I mean, you don't. I can't handle. I can't handle what I have already. (laughs) Exactly. The more people that can, um, you know, I love that. I want matchmaking and and love coaching to be a curriculum in colleges and in universities. Like really, we 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 need teach on it. Yeah, we are in the loneliness pandemic, so we need more people to help out. We really do. I love that. So that collaboration is great. And we're going to bring you up to see how you guys know each other. But I love what you said about this should be a class because really when you think about it, we know more about how to do, you know, buy a car or buy a house or invest in things that we do picking our supposedly soulmate for life. It's like, oh, you're you're infatuated, you're in lust or you're attracted. Let's marry that one when everything else could be off. And and you may not know that I did did it that way the first time. I escaped domestic violence because I picked the wrong one the first time. Mm. And the, the one thing that I knew when I left, I was only married seven years. I was still real young. And, uh, and I say only seven years because I know women that have been married 30 years and they're still getting broken arms and they're still under abuse and they just don't know how to get out. But I remember when I left, all I went, took my little five-year-old girl, girl at the time, she's now 35, oh, can't say her age. <laughs> and I said, I want somebody, and this is back when I, that's when I started working as a matchmaker. I wanted somebody who made me laugh and didn't make me cry. That was my criteria. Aww. Anything else above that was be icing on the cake because I cried every day for seven years and nothing was good enough. And so that was my credit. That was my non-negotiable. So I'm so glad that you're helping other people do this. And I do wish you all would teach this as a curriculum. And, and, and how many years have you been laughing now instead of crying? 25 years. <laughs> Married to the right one. So oh, happy. That makes me so happy. That I met when I was a matchmaker. So I love the matchmaking whole system because why would you leave the most important decision of your life up to you. I hope I meet them at the club tonight, or I hope I meet them at the movies tonight. Now, yes, does it happen? Of course. But imagine if you could take out all the all yes, that work. guesswork. And if you want, whatever's important to you, is it politics? Is it religion? Is it athletic? Is it an outgoing person? An in- Those things matter. We don't pay any attention to it. We just start jumping in relationships because they're hot. Okay, we can fix everything else. No, you can't. So anyway, we can go. That was my first marriage, and that's why we're not together. (laughs) I get you. I get you. Well, Hunt, you know, us girls, we could talk all night. Please jump in now. We want to meet you. You're so amazing. And I just want the whole world to know about how you fit into all this and how you guys got together. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, my name's Hunt Ethers. You said I've been doing this for around 15 years now. And I'm so glad that uh, this, this last year has done um so well for carmelia and i 
because there's that old phrase that here in Hollywood, it only takes 20 years of hard work to become an overnight success. And all of us have done so much work over all of these years that it's, it is, it is nice. We don't do, look, as you know, nobody gets into the matchmaking world or the love industry for the money. We get into it because we love it. And if we're really good at it because we love it, things can happen on top of that. But we all got into this because we wanted to help people change the world a little bit. My own uh, tagline for my own company is I'm changing the world one smile at a time. So, you know, we just want to wanted to make the world a little bit better place for everybody, because what is success if you don't have someone next to you to share it with? So I was lucky enough that I actually met my wife uh, right when I was kind of starting my business. And she actually helped me hand out my first flyers at a street festival. So it's been wonderful to have such a supportive. How did you meet her? Um, so I met, I was at a bar and I see her do this and I just walk over there feeling like, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Calling you over with the finger. I and see. I get over there and she's like, is your name Hunt? And she said that my face just fell. Like if she could try to tell that I was trying to figure out if we had um, known each other in any sort of a way beforehand. But what had happened is we, I had contacted her on MySpace. Um, oh my gosh, now you're going back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. And it was over the series of books that is our favorite book called the Wheel of Time series, which is actually debuting on Amazon next month. So yay. But we met. Oh my God, that's got to bring up some memories for you guys. That's oh, so cool. Because for us, um, one of the reasons why we connected so much is uh, the series just ended like seven years ago. So we had been reading it for ha- literally half of our lives. And we knew the characters in the books better than some and longer than some of our own friends. Oh, that's hysterical. But we didn't like seeing Star Wars and not having anyone to talk about it with. So oh, click, we right like, bonded. Oh, my oh. gosh. What do you think? And so um, but we wouldn't have found that connection if we were just running to each other at a bar. You know, we wouldn't right. have delved into that as well, too. So, you know, it does kind of go to show that when you can find some of these things to put together, it's going to give a lot better advantage of it working out. Um, and now, um, I would I would venture to say that I am the top male dating expert in the country. I'd give it top three if I'm on a bad day. Oh, but, yeah, um, the top. Like, go with that. Go ahead. But now, uh, on this show, we want to hear it. And uh, and now at this time, now I'm uh, coaching billionaires. I'm on the board of directors of some companies, a senior advisor on others. Uh, this will be the third or fourth dating company in this space that Carmelia and I, uh, that I have founded, you know, Carmelia has got her own companies as well too, because we just had everybody kept coming up to us and saying, can you take me under your wing? Can you, can I take you out for a drink? Can you teach me how to do this? Can you mentor me on this? And Carmelia and I realized that in the dating space that we had collectively taken every single training or created training and companies in the entire dating space. So while there's always things to learn in different areas, we realized that it was kind of time to add our voices to the the mix, if you will, because as you say too, like we come from a place of abundance. I mean, singles obviously literally are never gonna go anywhere, but regardless if they do or not, it used to be back in the days of the golden Rolodexes, right? Where you would defend your silo to the death. You are only as good as your connections. And now we've got uh, message boards and Facebook pages that we help each other with and collaborate all the time because if we can make people happy, then everybody's happy. The industry's happy, 
the, where the matchmakers are happy, the singles are happy, and we've realized that it's so much better because then you can focus on becoming world class at the niche that you are doing, and then you partner up with other people that are also world class at what they do, allows you to focus more on what you're good at and grow your business without trying to have to diversify across everything. So it's a it's a very exciting time right now. Well, there you oh, go. That's all you need to know. Oh, I'm oh, hearing an echo. Are you guys hearing an echo? I am. Ooh. I don't hear one. I was wondering hearing it on your side. Well, that never happened. We'll, we'll keep talking. Hold on. We're not moving. We're oh, that's okay. better. Is that better? You know, yeah. Okay. Don't know what I did. I fixed it. Okay. Hey, technology. Oh, we've had lots of crashes this week, but it's okay. We're good. Oh, well, this is fantastic. I mean, you guys are just the epitome of thinking big, the mindset and the collaboration, and that there's room at the top for everyone. So tell me more about where you guys are now. Tell us about this matchmaking that you have and coming out of this pandemic, what does it look like now? People are saying, okay, I want to check you guys out. Carmelia Ray, I'll put up your website, carmeliaray.com. And for those listening, Carmelia is C-A-R-M-E-L-I-A. Ray, R-A-Y dot com. And you've got to go to that website. It is beautiful. Oh, Everything they do is right there. Their team, their their accolades, their media press. It's really good because if you're going to go in for something as important as love, you, you need to know that that who you're going to has has a great reputation. So go there, CarmeliaRay.com and check them out. So Carmelia and I both, tell us a little bit more about how it works and what dating looks like these days and how it's different than just, say, two years ago. <laughs> You know, I, I think the biggest change for everybody in this dating environment is the the new uh, considerations with COVID and pandemic mm -hmm. dating. It was already challenging to pair people just who match on lifestyle, attitude, values, goals, physicality. And now we have to ask the vaccinated or not vaccinated question. Uh, like we were, we're I didn't think that. that. Yeah, and not only that, there are still places in the world where, um, you know, you're not, things aren't completely open. You have to wear a mask. Um, you know, venues have closed. People are getting creative. I recently had a client that she's double vaxxed. The gentleman that she really liked, she discovered he's not vaxxed. Where do they go on a date? We're get, we're going into winter time now. Hey, want to come to my place for a first date? So these are some new uh, things that people are dealing with. In addition, it's, you know, with people having these scares, we're having early conversations really on. I think people are getting used to now diving deep into somebody like as far as their, you know, health concerns, who they live in their family. Are they still employed? Like we turned our lives. Interrogation. So who lives at home with you? Right. You know, who did you, it's, it's kind of like you, you're COVID screening people already, right? Oh and there's a lot of judgment and a lot of fear and a lot of worry. On the- A lot of divisiveness too, right? Just a lot, of, a lot of divisiveness too. hundred percent. Now on the upside, okay, so let's just get over the dark side here. On the upside, there are a lot of people that are eager to date and they can't wait. And they're they're actually opening up their criteria a little bit more because my God, it's been lonely. They haven't met anybody. So I'm also coaching people to be a little bit more open, less judgy. So there's a group of people that are completely open and a group of people that are very scared. So it's like one or the other and then everything in between. So that's what I'm noticing about dating. And of course, 
the communication skills. We haven't had face-to-face -face contact. This has been dating for 2020 and the better part of 2021. This. So, like, if you want to see my body, I got to stand up and show you everything. You have to remind them. Make sure you put on pants when you go on uh -huh. the <laughs> I'm actually not wearing pants now that you say that. <laughs> that's a different type of show. Hold on. I am not wearing pants, but that's okay. I'm, I'm not going to move. So I'm going to go on dates and forget. Oh, I forgot to get dressed on the bottom down. Exactly. Um, and so there's that as well, because we're, where people are not used to being around others, right? And so there's that time. social awkwardness. And so there's a lot of, of stress and anxiety around dating, and there's a lot of excitement too. So <laughs> I have some clients that are still cautious and others that are like, match me with anybody right <laughs> now on that note Carmelia, do you feel and and hunt too please chime in jump in anytime yeah. uh do you feel that there's a danger zone that people now are in that desperate to get you guys were talking today on clubhouse about is it cuffing yeah we're in we're in prime time cuffing season so hunt and i <laughs> yeah on clubhouse every other wednesday we have a room called date court hunt maybe you can explain what date court is really quickly sure. in today's session the conversation or theme was cuffing season. So maybe you can tell That's what, that is, what that is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Carmelia and I, uh, every other week we do something called date court, uh, where we come on and bring on your, uh, issues and we will judge them but Lovely. really we're there to just give advice and help out and uh be a good resource for people but yeah today we we're talking about cuffing season and cuffing season traditionally is around this time of year after the summer flings and it starts to get a little bit colder and people start thinking about that they want to hibernate with somebody i used to call it hunt for bed october um oh, because everyone's just kind of looking around now a little bit more like yeah where's that person that i went out with in august maybe i'll see if they're if they're yeah, ready the standards to go down and down and down but we're not understanding what is it cuffing like c-u-f-f -F, or cupping yeah cuffing like handcuffs handcuffs so looking to partner with somebody oh. and it's it's sometimes fast and convenient and it is true those okay. standards are a little lower because it's a little cold outside so you know yeah. you do warm body yeah. two arms yeah. two legs now, isn't that dangerous though like you all it's matchmakers you help people on the right person because you don't want them to go down well just give me anybody that has a warm body lives in my city that no, we're, is we're, we're not we're best. not about cuffing season we just get the benefit that that our phones ring a little That's bit more good. during cuffing season right okay Keep going, on. We didn't mean to interrupt you. Yep. So, no, so it, yeah, right now, usually our, for us, our busy seasons are the spring and the fall because winter, everyone's just kind of hibernating and not really thinking about dating and summer, everybody either is or they think they're going to be. So it's a, I always enjoy this time of year. It gets a little bit colder. Um, everybody starts figuring out what they want to do. And so it's so much fun because uh, people are trying to figure out new things to do outside. And of course we have to get creative as well too. Like Carmelia was saying about the types of dates and where to go. And oh we had a real tough time uh, above the Mason Dixon line, basically all last winter because our compatriots that were in California and Florida, uh, our colleagues, they had much easier times with their work because they could have people go out on dates outside often oh yeah whereas mm, we didn't so yeah. it became much more difficult uh for us northerners to to be able to unknow what to suggest and like carmelia said we now have this zoom dating it reminds me of when um online dating first came out because there's a skill set of learning how to present oneself 
in person. And then online dating came out and presenting yourself on paper is quite different than in person. And now presenting yourself over video is completely different from in person and writing. So we had to have, we, like some of our coachings had to be on just how do you have a Zoom date? Like go to a different place than where your work is. Yeah. Put on pants. Um, make sure you have to get up to go get something. Oh, hello. There you go. I just showed his butt. Okay. Sorry if you were listening to the podcast, you missed it, but you know, yeah, watch yeah. it on YouTube. So we also had to learn, we had to learn in real time. Yeah. So people kept asking us like, what's going to happen? What are people like? What are we going to do? And we're like, yo, we're in this as, as much as you are. And I got a great question. You bring up a great point. When I was a matchmaker, oh, my age is going to show, but that's all right. I tell everybody my age anyway. In the 90s, um, I, w- I was doing it in St. Pete, Florida. And you have St. Pete and you have Tampa. And then there's a bridge called the Howard Franklin Bridge. Never the twain shall meet. It's like, God forbid, if I was, I was, I was working great expectations and it was on one side of the bridge and I had a perfect match for somebody on the other side of the bridge. We're talking a 15 minute drive people, but they was so hard to get them over the bridge. You just made me think of something that I wouldn't thought of until this pandemic. When people come to you for help for, for, to find their match, if they live in a different city, a different state, a different country now, now that the world has opened up because of zoom. What does that look like? I like, do people. That was, that was an unintended benefit, you know, of, of this as well too, is we had both Carmelia and I and a lot of our colleagues as well had been doing Zoom coaching and 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 seminars and things for a bit because of that reason. Uh, people wanted to connect with us in other places. Um, but now that it's when everybody started using Zoom, not only did it sort of even open up one's own city, because if I had people in my own city, they were like, I don't want to meet you on Zoom. I want you to meet you in real life. Right. Now they're like, I don't want to. I don't want to leave my house. Yeah. Well, let's just do Zoom. And I always wondered if your perfect match didn't live in your city. I mean, you just opened up. Your soulmate could be in another country, and you now can meet. I do think that that's. uh, I do think that that is a plus or benefit of COVID because Mm -hmm. the. Tell them about Natasha and Michael. Yeah, you're de- yes. you're opening up your geography because I can't. You guys can't tell that I'm in Canada or that yeah. you're in Jersey or that you're in Atlanta. And if and there's parks, you're gonna get on a plane. I I did more press. I didn't have to get on a plane, and I'm I'm on CNN. I'm on ABC. I'm in Fox News. I could yep. be on Good Morning America. Yep. That would that would have never been possible. Mm-hmm. I was doing an Instagram live with uh, Tariq yesterday, and it was Egypt. Uh, Canada, the U.S., and India, four of us just chatting on Instagram Live. And again, that just wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. beforehand. But now because ev- you have to, I'll yes, be it's completely opened up between, you know, the mm-hmm. apps like uh, Clubhouse and everyone being okay with Zoom dating really blew up how easily it is to contact each other, get in touch with each other, date each other. And uh, actually... Carmelia performed the first, what she officiated the first wedding on Clubhouse. Oh my gosh. And, no that, and that couple, by the way, Aria, you will like this story. Oh, the couple uh, met uh, in one of my rooms. She lived in the UK, London. He lived in Vancouver, Canada. In the middle of the pandemic, he flew to the UK. They met each other. She flew to Vancouver. They got married within 90 days and they're very happily married. Oh my gosh. He now moved to Vancouver with her son. And this all happened in the pandemic on an audio app. And they're halfway across the country. Which is one of the things that Carmelia and I say too, like 
look, don't make too big, too many excuses. We just had two people in the middle of a pandemic on opposite sides of a whole ocean. Right. They managed to make it work. So it wasn't a bridge and it wasn't 15 minutes apart. It was a full plane ride. No kidding. Everybody should shame on everybody else. For yeah. not, oh, it's just in the next city, it's in the next state. Who uh, cares? But yeah, yeah, no, I have the same thing too. Since I live in New Jersey, I can literally see New York right there. But heaven forbid if you're on one side of that through the tunnel or bridge, like literally B and T, right? So right. um, but now I think also because of COVID, everyone has realized what they want a little bit more because our dates and conversations got stripped of every every other fineries and fancies. No yeah. expensive meals or fancy cars or flashy outfits. All you had was your personality, basically. And so people really kind of honed in and, and figured out what they want out of life and out of a person. Mm-hmm. And so are much, I think, more willing to make a little bit more sacrifice now than they were think that I will I will state that a lot of dating apps I, I I mean I was in the news a lot about what was going on what were the trends that you were seeing dating apps saw like a 500% spike they also saw a lot more messaging they also saw talk time increase they also saw more video dates and now we've got the audio age and there's multiple audio platforms coming on and people feel this connection because now they've got a photo and the voice mm-hmm. and there's that added sense of like knowing somebody because I can hear their tone. I can hear their voice. Experience them. A real taste or flavor versus looking at a picture. So I think daters also are a little bit more in tune so i'm not they have more information to make a better choice about the person that they're dating and there's less behind the curtain right there's less catfishing going on because we want transparency we want to see video we want to hear your voice quicker so i think that that's that's a positive for dating and i and i don't think people are going to settle for less if i if you're not going to open up your video I'm going to be like, okay, what's up, dude? Like, do you not look like your picture? Yeah, I don't want to see a nice right? picture of you. So it's harder to be, like you said, catfishing, impersonating. And yes. back in the day, it was, you know, you don't look like a picture. You didn't recognize somebody when they came on the blind date or the day yeah. when you saw a picture. And, you know, of course, it's all fun. Right. That was well, a I, great sh- I showed up on a date and it was a dude. Oh, no. You did? This, this was back in AIM. Do you remember AIM? You know, a, you know, a sex location, the AIM on AOL. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. it always confused me too, because it's like, did he, what, how did he think that that was going to play yeah. out? Like, yeah. what? You need well, to- why not? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So what is a perfect client for you, for, for you, Chameleon Hunt? Like who comes to uh, you? Who would be a great prospect that, that you can help? What's your criteria for somebody that does really well in your program? Um, You know, I like to work with very successful, attractive, eligible people, eligible people. I mean, who does well? The people who do well, people who are successful. I mean, the only thing missing in their life is a partner because they're busy. Their friends are married. Maybe they're coming out of a, of a marriage. And like one of my most successful clients during the pandemic, it was pre-pandemic. He had been married for 31 years, very high up in his company, did very, very well, but had zero dating experience. 60, okay, he's like, I don't know how to date. I don't even know what to say. And the fact that I introduced him to multiple ladies, like 
one at a time, of course. Oh, I would hope so. Like, was daunting <laughs> to him. He had never even thought, you mean I can call another lady? Like, I had just had a date with this one. I can go oh. on another date next week? Yes, you because can. Right. Because he was so old fashioned. But, but oh. let me tell you, he became a pro real quick. Um, <laughs> and so that's an example of who would do well. Coachable. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody that's coachable, that's willing to take on the coaching that is open um, and isn't really rigid or fixed, right? The reason they're hiring a matchmaker is they acknowledge that they want help. Mm-hmm. When I started my business and I needed to know about branding or I needed to know about maybe sales or I hired my tech guy because I don't know anything about writing a blog or or how to do WordPress, like I'm mm-hmm. relying on him. So right. people hire a matchmaker because they're relying on our expertise and our execution in delivering the right person because their picker might be broken or they're just not sure. But they don't have time. They're busy in their jobs. They don't have time. Very, very like if you're like some of our clients that have their own plane, you're not going to go to your local and find another person that is, say, on that level. You know, so it's hard sometimes. Like all of these people exist, especially in all of these big cities. It's just a matter of trying to figure out where they are, you know, and it's not easy sometimes to pinpoint those those unique individuals. Um, And to answer your question, too, for me, at least uh, over this covid time, I've noticed that a lot of people have taken this time to brush up on themselves to do to do the work, you know, self work. I've got people that are going to therapy that are go, you know, through television. Everybody in therapy now. (laughs) I mean, I started therapy in the middle of the pandemic and I'm going to keep doing it post pandemic. That's like the best career now for college graduates. Go into that career path. Dude. Well, we were joking. I mean, you know, darkly 2020 was the year of physical health, you know, trying to stay healthy. 2021 is the year of mental health and the year of the matchmaker, basically, because we're all, kind of coming out of this as well too and karma alluded to it too that all of our social muscles including our she and i you know muscles have atrophied a little bit because we just didn't get a chance to practice them as much and so a lot of people kind of took this as time to like brush up work on themselves i call it get ready for release like they wanted to when it was finally able time because you know we all went through a war you know, we went through collective trauma. Mm-hmm. We either knew people that died or knew people that knew people that died. Yeah. And there's so many studies that show like brushes with death really raise the libido as opposed to also just giving, changing your worldview of what it is that you're looking for. And I think uh-huh. people started to realize like, uh, cause kind of what you said too, Araya, uh, about the skill set, and it should be taught. I equate dating to uh, playing pool, like all the other sports like soccer, baseball, you learn the basics when you're a kid and then you slowly build a skill set. With like pool, you just start playing one day and you hope to pick up some skills and tricks along the way, but you're never really sure how to do it exactly. That's some a great analogy. Born, that and is some so people are born with a little more um, um, talent or aptitude than others, like sports or music, but 100% of the people that are successful practice. So mm-hmm. when we can help people look at it as something like that, too, that they can sit down and sort of hit the books to a certain degree on. Obviously, you have to get out there and get some data and interact with real people. But so much of it is human nature kind of brushing up on that. And uh, I love the fact of just meeting people. If I meet with someone and they tell me that 
they're currently they have a personal trainer and a therapist. I'm like, okay, good. Growth mindset. They're ready to change. Nice. They can understand criticism. They know their motivation. They know that they need to put in the work to get something out of it. So those are the clients that I love. I love I think that. Also, realistic expectations. If I can just add that. Yes. yes, exactly. You know, sometimes there are some people, and I've heard of this from other uh, matchmakers and through personal experience that just because they pay for a service, like I don't have a um, you know a human making machine. You know, like it's not like pizza where you get to order something, and we're dealing with real people. So. I, I don't believe in perfect, maybe ideals, mm-hmm. right? But I don't believe in this perfect person. So just because you've invested in a matchmaker, like I'm, we're, we're dealing with real issues and real challenges. And also if the common denominator in your past relationships that didn't work, it's you and it's me, right? Yeah. Like we have to take accountability. So someone who's yeah. willing to take feedback and also open to that feedback and welcoming. It doesn't work if I'm dealing with somebody who's highly sensitive and then I feel like I can't be honest. (laughs) Right. And it's like a bad relationship where you can't, tell the truth. And I hire a coach to tell on me. I hire a coach to kick my butt. My personal trainer is a person I love and kind of despise at the same time. But I know that he's committed to getting me results and I'm going to be forced to do things I don't want to do. But if I put my trust in him and I know that if I do the things he says, the way he says to do them, I'm going to get the body that I want or the, the health that I want and all of those things. So so that's my ideal client, someone who's willing to work with me and partner with me on their success. And that is you so well said, so well said. And now in this day and age, because there's so many more elements to this. So if somebody comes to you guys and they they're looking for love, they're looking for a match. I remember back in again in the 90s, people come to me, they had their criteria like men's big thing back then. I hope it's not like this anymore. They didn't want to date a woman with children. It was like too much baggage for them to handle. And when I met my guy, well, I'm married you now. I was I was divorced and had a little girl. And on his video was he didn't want to date anyone with children either. But he made an exception for me because we had so much in common. And so I tried to help the men when they'd have the perfect match, but she happened to be divorced or God forbid over 21. You know, it's just a lot I had to deal with back then and bring together some really cool people. And the women, Carmelia, tell me, tell me if this is still true. Aria, some things haven't changed, unfortunately. And, oh no and the women wanted a man that had a good career had a good job and i dealt with a lot of successful women that already had their own job that's so hard right now too with mm-hmm. the amount of success that women have been getting 1982 was the last year that more men graduated college than women really and the divide is getting larger and larger every year when it comes to advanced degrees it's even wider and bipoc it's even larger as well too so my the thing that like pull out your hair. <laughs> makes me want to pull out my hair is there's a phrase called heteronormative. Heteronormative means dressing your boys in blue, dressing your girls in green and uh, pink, doing oh, things okay. that are spe- right specific to the genders, if you will. Gotcha. So I love the fact that women are crushing heteronormative behaviors from the glass ceiling. You know, becoming their bosses and CEOs and vice presidents and all that. But I, I have found it so hard that women will not let go of the heteronormative behavior of dating up. Barely equal. If you can convince them on equals, sometimes you're lucky. But like if you are making 150 and you're VP, 
there's only two people above you in the company. One's gay and one's married. So like, oh my God, to think of you, that. What are you gonna do? And plus, two type A type people might not make the best match. True. So it's 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 one struggle that a lot of us have is trying to understand, and that's where you have to pull apart the wants and needs. Like I need somebody that's over six foot. I need somebody that makes over two hundred a year. It's like mm-hmm. you don't, you don't. You need yeah, someone that understands I mean, sacrifice and hard work and drive and passion, and, and yeah, you and need can, someone that makes you feel safe and yeah. protected and feminine. Well, I can see if the uh, people having like non-negotiables, like let's just say their religion is really important to them, and that would make a difference. Or let's totally. just say they're very political, and that would make the difference. That's okay. But well, I like that you guys are trying to open it up to, you know, if the guy's not any taller than you, he's your height, maybe an inch. I mean, not like. 10 inches shorter than you, you know, if that matters, but to open up to that, or so what if they don't make enough, you know, as much money as you do, but is that okay with the guy? Can he be confidently with a woman who makes twice as much as he does? So it's going to go both ways, I guess. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even if she's doing sort of the best thing that she can and leaving space in her life for him and acknowledging the role that he plays in their relationship, if he sort of hasn't done the self work to be okay with that, then that's going to create issues as well too. So I have, you know, I'm coaching, my men on how to be okay with this and i'm coaching my women on how to help the man be okay with it because it's not the woman's job to fix well, it's not anybody's right, job right. to fix anything but it's our job as the dater to understand the position the other person is in so we can make it as easy for them to see how they can fit into our lives as well too so you all coach people don't just come to you you also coach them so tell oh, me a little yeah, bit about yeah. this, this is why the the collaboration between hunt and i is brilliant because Go for it. Uh, my my background is in matchmaking primarily i've i've coached many many people it just is part of sort of the territory and, and giving feedback in a way I consider that coaching where Hans specific niche. I mean, he had um, a, a school that certified coaches. So he specifically teaches coaching. And so many of Hans skills is taking my client. For example, I can present the perfect or ideal match to a client, but if there's behaviors and things mm-hmm. that they're doing to completely repel perfect guy that they're not even aware of, whether their attachment style is that they're needy or they're avoidant or their love language is completely opposite or they're like, let's face it. We choose partners according to who our ideal is and what was learned. You know, like it's the same thing when you grow up in this certain neighborhood. And for example, Aria, thank goodness. Like if you had an abusive partner and my first real love in my like first real serious relationship after my high school relationship also was a very abusive partner. Right. And if I had thought all men, if I didn't, uh, you know, forgive that situation and I was never over or dealt with the abusive relationship that I was in. And I went into every relationship with a man thinking they're going to be abusive. Imagine how I show up in that relationship. So that's the one thing that, that coaching is so imperative. And in fact, if I feel as if, or discover in that relation in, um, introducing people that there's a common behavior or that there's feedback saying, you know, they weren't listening, they're a bit aloof or whatever the case is. Then I'm like, all right, we're going to pause here because no great match is going to be good enough for you because you got to go to hunt right now or you got to get <laughs> to the coach 
or a therapist. There are certain things that are beyond my scope, right? If yeah. there are like, just like anybody or, or any anybody that is dealing with somebody, if we think there's a red flag there, we'll, we'll, we'll pause the situation. Okay. I'm not gonna introduce them to anyone else until we nice. address that and we correct that behavior. Yeah. So the coaching, how do you come along with the coaching? Like, is this part I, of the- I, I come along with the coaching in about a dozen different matchmaking firms. I'm the coach yeah. on record for all of the top ones in the country and around the world because they, well, I mean, even if you look at his money, I can reduce the contract time. I can reduce um, the any return oh, fee and allow them to focus to on their business. Yeah. And what I love about having two, the two of us is the matchmaker is your ally, is your friend, is the fight well, fighting for you. And if you have to be both ally and coach, like it might be hard for you to say drop 10 pounds, you know, yeah. or have you ever thought about a haircut, you know, or things like that as well. Working on your manners. <laughs> right. To well, help. Aria, before I, yeah, before I accept a client and um, they'll ask me like, what do you think? What are my chances? I just got off the well, a, a, a primary example. I have a client and his job is a paralegal, like on paper, but he's also a partner of his law firm. Now I thought his income is like, 150, maybe 80, 90 as a paralegal, he makes a million dollars a year. And um, and because, but I instantly like, but I wouldn't have discovered that unless I asked further because on paper, he's a paralegal. On paper, you could be a firefighter or a teacher, but you can earn $10 million, right? So that's the other thing, folks. Never judge a book by what the cover, the occupation, the look. And you that's want- what we've been doing with online. It's like no. dialing up what you want, which has usually nothing to do with what you need. Yeah. And, and you know, there's so many boxes. Like, if you want to go, just go back to that the, the college education thing. Like, right. of course, I understand almost everybody checks that box. College education. Of course, I'm going to search for someone I want to say this, but if you're out at a bar or social event yeah. and some dude with a barrel chest needs to get by you and like physically picks you up and like moves you and his hands are the size of like basketballs and, he, and you just, your thrill goes up your spine when he touches you and you find out he owns a small business making furniture, you don't care at that point because you've got that chemistry, you've got that in person and you know he's it's got the drive and he's got the thing so yeah I you describe and- really specific there you go <laughs> but you're right when you see them and that chemistry is there you don't start asking for credentials it's like you know humana 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 and you're like having dinner or a drink or whatever so you're right so this is really really important and I mean, that's what we got to do in yeah. our in the matchmaking too is like we don't let them talk to each other before they they meet because really? they screw it up invariably oh neat. they'll try to text each other we can't even let each other know who they are because then they'll google stalk them oh, reverse right. image search them contact them exactly. on their own and call and like start calling them. Mess it it up. so yeah. what do they do so what's that first day look like and then we'll have a we have about, about another 10 minutes to wrap it up but yeah. so when they you do match make them what does a online matchmaking day look like now what is it they, um, well you, you know every them? I will say that every practice is different. There are some matchmakers that do allow the conversation ahead of time. I'm not one of those. We I want to like, know what you do. What do you do? Uh, we coordinate. So we show the clients 
their profile with the absence of last name, uh, phone number. I actually even yeah. use photos that are not reverse searchable. So I reverse searchable. Like you can click, you can copy it, put it into a uh, Google. Google image search, and it will look for other places oh, that that photo is shown correct. up. So I do customize photos of all my clients that are not searchable, right? So, wow. so that's one thing. I never the thought of that. The thing is we coordinate the date. So we make the reservations at the restaurant in advance or the venue in advance or the lobby bar or whatever. Okay. And very, um, very not worst case scenario, in some cases where a client and many of my clients fly to other to other cities. So the only exception to that is if I have clients that are traveling that are about to expend money on airfare and plane tickets, they likely will set up a Zoom date just because I don't want the expense of somebody spending two, three, four grand traveling to another city, getting a hotel and yeah. realizing, man, I could have saved a lot of time if we heard our voice or did a Zoom date. So when it's a right. local date, we'll set that up. You hired us because you we you want to meet people. If you're going to sit here and screen and qualify every single person, first of all, you're never going to go on dates. And as matchmakers and coaches, we need that feedback. So yeah. unless you're in front of a date, what are we going to be feedbacking on that you say no to every single person that we look at? Like we need a baseline. And that's the reason why we encourage people to date, even when they might be slightly outside of their criteria, but the key core values are on point. It's like a realtor. I mean, you show them that the house is within their budget, but then you always yes. take a little bit and say, yeah, I think you really like this, not quite in your budget, but you know, yeah. down because you know you're the professionals that they're really gonna like this aspect of them, even though this aspect is not really what they're looking for. Because who yeah, knows? The fundamentals are there but there's never a compromise on the deal breakers right there's yes the but if, if he's an inch shorter or she's got brown hair versus no college hair, degree right you know, the things that don't really matter at the end of the day and um, and uh, also this any matchmaker worth their salt is not going to take anybody on as a client that they can't immediately think of like three matches minimum in their head in their book that they have for them that's good yes. i'm glad that's you said that practice I'm glad you said that because back in my day, again, we had VHS videos and I knew everybody that was in my, you know, in that realm, like all the categories, because it wasn't that large, but even yeah. with great expectations, to get to know the ones that are active, even though you have a large library, there's only a certain amount of their active. Some are like on pause, they're on hold, they're dating or yeah. whatever. And I, I, they, but back in the day, we had to take everybody and, and I'd be thinking, I have nobody for this person right now. So I'd have to go into the ones that were on hold. So how are you doing with that, that date you're doing? Are you still seeing her? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Hang up. You know, so you oh had to do God, some digging. Reminding me, I started the business in 1992. So I'm going way back with you there, girl. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, find somebody that's on hold. See if they're still happy in the relationship. And because we had lifetime, um, programs back then oh, so wow. they could you know put it on pause for six months date somebody exclusively then it didn't work out they reactivate their program so our minds were always thinking of you know who we have in our rolodex that is right for this person and it yeah. was a big you know uh, like you guys are going through the same thing they come in there with their demands and you're like okay let's talk you know, right. let's talk about, you know, how realistic this is or how many many people you're not going to be able to meet because this this criteria when we really got some great people for you to meet. If you'd open up this criteria again, yeah. like a realtor in the house, you know, is it really important, you know, on, you know, can we give you five more acres? Is that OK? You know, is that a deal breaker? Just stuff like that, that you're going to miss your dream home. You're going to miss your dream soulmate if you're so 
cynical on every little thing. But again, we understand the non-negotiables. And non-negotiables are very important because yeah. my domestic violence abuser one, I saw the signs when I was dating him and I just thought he'd get better. He was a, he was possessive, he was jealous and it was all consuming and it was just, you see the signs, but oh, they'll get better, you know, we'll yeah. fix them. Well, and an introvert and an extrovert is really hard. To, I mean, like a complete, like I'm a complete extrovert. I want to go out. I really? People, and when somebody couldn't tell, else, couldn't tell. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody else here in this, in this talk. We got three extroverts here. You know, that's actually Carmelia and I met in Vegas. Uh, so that we actually met in oh, Vegas at a, at a conference. We have conferences like dentists and insurance salesmen and stuff. We go and. Hey, Check was that the night that Darren, Kim, you, me, and De and Deanna went out? Deanna Lorraine, yeah, the four of us. Yeah, like we just immediately we met. And we're all like, nighter, okay. all nighters. We have some stories. Well, when this pandemic's over, I'll meet y'all in Vegas. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Yay! Yes. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so glad you guys have this. I put the website up again, CarmeliaRay.com. You got to check out that website, maybe for yourself, or maybe you know somebody. Maybe you have, you know, a mom or a dad or a friend or, a, 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 you know, a grown son or daughter. Doesn't matter who. I am so a pro of matchmaking because you really cut out all the guesswork, and somebody is on your side to help you find a person that. Worst scenario, you might make a lot of friends. You might make a lot of great acquaintances. And if your matchmaker, love matchmaker is there, you guys are more apt to help people find that because you really see things they don't see and you help open up their eyes. And again, like finding a house. Sure, could you spend the, re the next year digging into the, the internet, trying to find all the right specs? When the realtor already has all that at their fingertips, they know how to sort through it, and they're gonna show you five of the best ones. And the chance of you finding that dream home in there is so much more higher if you'll listen to them. Well, that's the thing is that we make we make money to save time because that's the only thing you can't buy. That's why we right. Uber, that's why I'm we do general. delivery. That's why you can do matchmaking. We've realized over the last 18 months, we don't all have as much time as we thought we did. Yeah, so, hello. Yes. No kidding. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, find your love match now because we don't know when our last day is. And uh, that's kind of what my TED Talk's going to be about, too. You just got to live for today. Your legacy is today and live it. And if you guys it would be such a great, I just so encourage everybody, if you're looking for love or know somebody, these guys, Carmelia and Hunt, are the pros. They're absolutely. And if we can't help you, we know people that can. We know everybody around yes. all the country. So we'd be very <laughs> happy. I thought, I thought you were going to say, if we can't help you, you're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he meant. That's what he meant. <laughs> no, no, we. we there's always we do certainly point people in the right direction we're very honest that way there is like there's a niche for everyone there's and even on date even if you just use a dating app you can go to bestdatingsites.com there's 653 different dating sites for older people younger people pet people clowns Data farmer gamer dating yeah. you know right. farmer dating i've heard of that yeah. clowns you guys don't know i used to be a professional clown you mean there's a dating site for yes there's yeah. a dating site for yeah. You, have hope. you can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to ask you guys a fun question. Our last like three minutes here. Okay. It's going to be so fun for you guys. Tell tell me real quick, uh, Carmelia and Hunt, if you could meet and have dinner with any celebrity or anybody famous, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you ask them? Carmelia, start Ooh. with you. Oh, my gosh. I have such a top toss up. Um, if it's a female, I definitely want to speak with. Jennifer Aniston, 
And the reason why, first of all, I grew up in Friends. I absolutely love that show. And she has just been the center. Like she was an A-list couple with her and Brad Pitt. Like that was the talk of the town. And since then, she's always in the news and highlighted about relationships. So I would just love to have that one-on-one with her about what that's like to have her love life so public and so, you know, speculated and, and paparazzi and then just inner workings of what she really values and what she's learned in her years in like some of the top most, you know, um, I, I don't know, most famous relationships ever. So that's the, the person I would talk to, female. And male, it would be Keanu Reeves because he's a Canadian, oh, look at super you successful. Again, would love to talk about, he's very private. So me yeah. sitting down with Keanu Reeves and talking about relationships, I would geek out on both of those. So those are the two people I'd, I'd talk and to. And I'd love to be a fly on the wall for both of those. Yes. <laughs> Hunt, how about you? I well, the, the, there's it's it's not a normal one, but there is a gentleman named Juan Sebastian Elcano. Most people don't know who he is. He finished the second half of Magellan's Around the World Journey. Magellan died halfway through his journey, and this um, gentleman finished it. And because history is the way it is, usually these folks are not main headliners, right? right? Nobody knows. So this job, but just to have the the knowledge these guys were the first people to sail around the world they were the first people that met so many separate cultures in one go and currently i'm working on a quest right now to talk to one person in every country on the planet about what dating and relationships are like in their country so i would just love to sit down and see kind of what commonalities they found in all of the people that we met they met, you know, that they came across. Cause that's what I'm trying to figure out is what is, what is, what is human? What is cultural? What is specific? What is overall arcing between um, all of us? And so just that first person really to ever connect the dots of the entire world. I would, I would just sit there and let them tell stories over some rum for days. I love it. Now, Hunt, I see that's a book and that's a movie for yeah. sure. Oh my God. And, that, and that's, uh, that's death to your liver too, but be careful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, I hate that we're out of time and I hate that I keep getting this echo. I'll fix that. But thank you guys. You guys have been so much fun. I really appreciate this. this is such a hot topic. I want to have you back because as we're slowly coming out of this pandemic, this mental health and dating relationships and love has taken a different turn now. And it's going to take a while for it to normalize and people need help. They need counseling, they need mental health, they need help with dating and relationships. Cause like you said in the very beginning, now there's a whole nother level of do's and don'ts and vax or no vax or different lifestyles now that we've adapted because of this. And they need to have some agreement on for them to even have that first date, as you were telling me. Used to be back in the day, what do you have to, you ask about STDs, you ask about other things. Now it's, you know, you vaxxed or not vaxxed, had it or didn't have it, you know, so wow. So I want to have you guys Thank you back. Thank for having us. We really appreciate it. Yes, we, we would love to come back. We, As you know, this is a topic that you can never run out of things to talk about. So. You really can't. And I'm going to ask my fans. And we'll see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas for sure. And I'm going to ask my fans <laughs> what they would ask you next time. Once they watch this show, I'm going to say, now what do you want to know? So we can make this a little bit of a mini series. Great. So thank you so much, hon. Thank you, Camille. I'll see you over thank on Clubhouse. You. you all that are listening and watching, follow us all on Clubhouse. 
follow them on CarmeliaRay.com and Hunt is there with them as the coach and the counselor extraordinaire. You know, I love y'all. Remember to earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more, and now so you can love more. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on Get Celebritized. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.